Welcome to Bougie Booze, a podcast hosted by a brother and sister from another mister. I'm David. I'm Cam. Thank you for listening as we talk about Black culture, Asian culture, pop culture, culture culture, and quite frankly, anything else we want to talk about. So how you doing, boo? I am good. I'm, uh, you know, trying not to openly struggle, but I am. <laughs> <laughs> so... My nail techs that I go to, shout out to Neil and Tu, their husband and wife. They are currently on vacation. And I'm so happy for them because they went home to Vietnam. And they were telling their customers like a month ahead of time, like, hey, we're going to be on vacation for these months. And I'm like, oh, that's so great. Have a good time. And you're going to see all your family and eat good food and all this stuff, right? Well, now it's been over a month. (laughs) And I'm just... (laughs) I'm, I'm ready for them to come back. My nails right now currently look like little boy fingernails. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing on my nails. Um, my toenails are painted, but so like three weeks ago, right? I got my nails done by a substitute person. And basically, I mean, if you're desperate, you're desperate and you, you can't be choosy, right? So I went to a different nail tech in the absence of nail. And the first thing she says to me was, who did your nails? And I was like, Neil does my nails. And she's like, oh, they're too thick. And I'm like, okay, first of all, do not talk about Neil because he's been doing my nails for years now and I've never had a problem with him. And Well, I, is, she, is she criticizing her boss too? I, I think that was her way of maybe trying to get like a customer, oh. you know, like trying to like steal me from him, but I'm loyal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. And plus, how does that look, right? I've been going to the same nail tech for years. And then all of a sudden I walk in and I go to somebody else's table. I wouldn't feel right. So I just told her, I said, look, I said, I like the way Neil does my nails. I never had a problem with them. And then she's like, oh, okay. Well, so she does my, my set, my dipping powder set. And apparently she did them too thin because both of my thumbs, the nails cracked. And I was hoping and praying that it just cracked on like the surface and not down to my regular nail. Mm -hmm. No, it cracked down to my regular nail. So now I got all of my nails cut short and I'm kind of like starting fresh. And last time I went to the nail shop, I'm like, can you please let me know when Neil and two are coming back? And so they told me, they're like, oh, they should be back on the 27th. And I said, okay, I want an appointment on the 27th. First thing in the morning, first appointment. (laughs) But I'm concerned because they're like, what's your phone number? We'll call you if anything changes. And so now I'm thinking, oh my God, did Neil and two like leave the States and move back home for good? Maybe they're just enjoying themselves. And I'm happy that they're enjoying themselves, but I need to But your nails are not, your nails are not happy. (laughs) And... The other lady you saw going to throw them under the bus when apparently she does hers too thin. Yes. And Neil must, he's not doing it too thick. He's doing it just right, apparently. He's probably doing it just right for my nail bed and for the type of nails I have. He probably knows that if he maybe does them too thin, they are prone to cracking. I'm not sure. So right now I'm just, I'm taking my nature's bounty hair and skin gummies. I think I talked about that a couple (laughs) of episodes ago. So I'm hoping that by the time I do see Neil on the 27th, my nails will be a lot stronger. They'll be grown out and I'll be rejoicing because my nails will get done by Neil in two. Well, I was like, Neil's going to take a look at them and feel guilty for going on vacation. He'd be like, girl, what did I do to you? (laughs) I don't want him to feel guilty at all, right? I want you to have fun. I want you to enjoy. And it's so cute because, so I've been in the nail shop twice since they've been on vacation and every time someone comes in and they'll say are nail and two back (laughs) (laughs) or someone calls on the phone and they ask for nail and two and they're like nope still on vacation still on vacation so basically it's showing all the other techs that they're not as good (laughs) yeah i mean it's showing that they do their work well and it's respected by their clients mm-hmm. if everybody's asking for them. So that's good for them. Now they just got to pass that on to their uh, employees. Oh my gosh. 
So nail into if you're listening, <laughs> because we are worldwide. Worldwide, excuse me. Um, please come home. <laughs> I think you've been on vacation long enough. My nails need some attention. <laughs> you know, ironically, a good friend of mine, he's in Vietnam this whole entire month too. And so if Neil and two are in Da Nang, and that's where my friend is, I'll, I'll shout out my friend and tell him, hey, find Neil and two and tell him to come home. Please. Cam needs her nails done. <laughs> Appreciate you, boo. This is a group effort. <laughs> <laughs> but how are you doing? I'm doing well. And, you know, I think for the most part, I think, uh, our listeners know that I struggled buying K-pop tickets uh, a while back for Luna. Mm-hmm. And this past weekend, over the uh, Friday, uh, leading into the weekend, I bought. I tried to buy another set of tickets for Card, which I talked about in our previous podcast. They're my favorite K-pop group of all, and just favorite group in general. And so I was excited. And I, you know, woke up early and I'm not a morning person, but for card, I will wake up early. Sacrifices, right? Exactly. (laughs) And so I'm up there, I'm getting into the queue. People who are familiar with buying tickets from Ticketmaster know you have 10 minutes before the sale, you have to get into this queue and they kind of organize you Mm -hmm. and they'll let you in at some order right at the top of the hour. So I finally get uh, at 9am is when they started, I get into the queue and it tells me I only have 400 people in front of me, which I'm excited. You said it seems like a lot to some people, but 400 is a lot considering you there's thousands of tickets. Right? Exactly. I and was going to say, because I'm sure there's like, like you said, thousands and thousands of people waiting in line, right? Mm-hmm. So that's good odds. Yeah. And so, because with Luna, when I went into the waiting room there, I was, uh, there were 4,000 people in front of oh me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wait. And so the, the show that you're going to go see, is it, is, is it LA based? Yeah, like at the crypto arena. No, it's uh, at the Wiltern. Oh, but the Wiltern's not that large, though. Yeah, it's the same spot for Luna's tickets as well. Okay. So, okay. but so when I got in, it said uh, 400 people in front of me. I was like, yes, this is great. <laughs> and so, and it was quickly going down. People were getting their tickets, and it's, now it's telling me I'm like 227th or whatever it is. So, and, you know, I'm anticipating because now there's three people in front of me, and I finally get in the room. And, you know, you kind of still have to make your purchases quickly because people are also buying those seats at the same time. Mm -hmm. So I snatched the ones in the first row that I wanted, and then I put them in the queue and I hit buy. And, you know, this circle is spinning and I'm like, okay, what do I do? Because it's not moving to the next screen. And doesn't it feel like it's forever when you see the circle spinning? It It can be like seconds, but you're like, okay, hurry up. This has been 10 minutes. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. It's like, okay, so... I don't want to mess anything up because these are great seats that I want. Mm-hmm. The front front row, I can see my band up close. And what if I mess it up by going back? So I'll leave it there for a minute or so. But now it's still just spinning and not doing anything. So I finally had to give up and I went back. And then it tells me somebody snatched those tickets <gasps> before me. I would be heated. <laughs> see, no. So why couldn't it tell me when I did that instead of waiting for this circle? Because now while I was waiting, all these people are snatching up other seats. You're wa- wasting precious time. Yeah. Not your fault. It's their fault. Yeah. So then I tried for another set of tickets. Uh, go in, little spinny thingy. I was like, okay, wait, spinning too long. Yeah, now, now too long for me. It's like 10 seconds. So I, <laughs> but I go back and it tells me those are snatched up too. And I'm like, oh, oh no, they need to have a better way of telling me this. So, but every time I put something in the cart, I go back, it's telling me they were already taken. So then I got so frustrated, I accidentally hit back twice. And now I jumped out of the queue altogether. Oh, I'm so sorry. You were struggling. I was struggling. I was stressed. And I'm just yelling and cursing. (laughs) And so then I go back in and it tells me there are like 250 people in front of me. I'm like, okay, at least it's not a thousand. Yeah. So I finally get back in there and I try to pick some tickets. And this time I got in. Okay. And I got the tickets that I wanted. Well, that I could get at that moment Mm -hmm. because, you know, beggars can't be choosers at this point, but I went from getting like, they had this divided into floor one, two, three, four, and five. And then you had your loge and your mezzanine. Mm -hmm. So why did I be able to, when I first got in there, I had floor one and now I'm in floor five, (laughs) but there's a silver lining to it. I was looking at the map of the wheel turn and floor five is actually just one row of seats towards the end. Uh-huh. And they're separated from the, the seats in front of them. So it's for COVID uh, friendliness, 
That's like good it's, for you. Yeah, it's basically yeah. just one isolated row in the back, and only the people left and right of me are COVID risks. Well, and also, too, Wiltern is kind of a more intimate type venue. Yeah. So from what I can remember, because I saw Maxwell at the Wiltern years ago. Maxwell is an R&B singer for our listeners out there who are not <laughs> sure. But I can remember Wiltern. It was like intimate. Even the people who were in the balcony, you still had a good view of the stage. Yep. And it didn't feel like that big auditorium, even though it's the Wiltern Theater, I think. It didn't have like that big auditorium feel to it. It yes. felt more of like, oh, okay, I can sit anywhere and still enjoy the show. There's really no bad seat in the Wiltern, really. Yeah. Um, the only time it's bad is if they take the seats out on the floor and the, it's floor tickets. I would never do that. That that ship has sailed for me. I think that was like <laughs> maybe between the ages of like 18 and 26. But now standing room only, that's just a no for me. Yeah. I'm sorry. I will not be uh, seeing any, any acts for standing room only. I think my last show for standing room only, it was Mac Ayers. He's also an R&B singer. And it was at the Novu, I think in downtown LA. And I actually had to leave the standing room only to walk to the back. I had like a panic attack. It was just so many people, nowhere to go. And this was pre-COVID. And I already was feeling like, uh uh-uh, it was too many people. It's too hot. I felt like people were breathing on me. So (laughs) yeah, no shade to those who want the standing room only shows, but I can't do it. Well, it it takes certain types of people who want to be able to do that or still have the stamina to do that. I can still remember my last standing room uh, concert. And that was actually for Dua Lipa before she got really big. Oh, and I believe it was at the El Rey Theater. <laughs> I like her. Yeah, no, we I mean, I loved her music and my friend and I, we loved her prior to her exploding. And uh, so it was an intimate show she was able to do a smaller show. But now she's selling out arenas. Yeah. But so we were lucky to catch her before that. But that was a standing room show. And I was just like, after this, I can't do this no more. And it was funny, too, because, you know, I'm one of the older people in there because the tickets were relatively cheap and almost everyone in there were college, high school students. Mm -hmm. And then there's this old man in there. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like he can have a good time too. (laughs) Well, that reminds me, I can remember when I took my little sister to her first concert, it was Chris Brown. And there was an old man there too, but he was there accompanying, I think it was his daughters or he was their guardian or something, but he was just out of place. Cause here you have like all these teeny bopper girls yelling and screaming. And then you just have this older gentleman yeah. <laughs> standing up. You're like, well, okay. I can relate, but in the sense that I voluntarily go myself because I've been to many boy band concerts, you know, as an adult and I don't mm-hmm. care cause I enjoy them. So it doesn't matter to me if, uh, I'm the only adult there. I just don't want people to think I'm a creeper trying to go after little children. <laughs> <laughs> like, nope, not here for that. I'm here to enjoy the talent. <laughs> but um, speaking of card and my K-pop experience, uh, a couple of my uh, girl groups that I like have come back this uh, month Ooh. with new singles okay. and albums. Yeah. So yeah, I'm uh, excited about that. So I know some of our K-pop lovers out there, they'll know what I'm talking about. For those of you who don't, you might want to explore these bands and this music. Um, but one of the first groups I'll talk about is Espa. And Espa's from SM Entertainment and they're four member girl group. And there's uh, Karina, Giselle, Winter, and Ning Ning. Mm-hmm. And Espa, you're like, why, why is that name Espa? And so the name actually is an... Uh, it takes the English initials of avatar and experience, so the A- AE part, okay. and then uh, with the word aspect, meaning sides to symbolize um, the, the idea of meeting another self and exp- experiencing a new world. So there's different sides to them uh, because the whole concept of ESPA is that there's the real world four girls and then there's their four AI counterparts, which they call eyes, A-E-S, eyes. And so technically then there's kind of like an eight member girl group, four virtual members and four real members. And each so video- wait, are they really in like the metaverse of the group? Yeah, like it's part oh. of their lore. And when you watch their music videos, the four other members pop up into the choreo and things. So if you have one of those VR headsets, you, you can see that group in the VR headset? Oh, no, no, it's in, they digitally put them in. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Okay. 
But uh, you know, I won't get into the lore of Espa, but there's a whole bunch of videos that you could watch which expand upon their story. Uh, it's very convoluted, but it's kind of fun. Uh, but their new song is called Girls, and their new album is also the same title. And actually, the album debuted at number one in Korea. Congratulations, Espa. Congratulations, yes. <laughs> but um, the the song itself is very of their record label SM. There are a lot of beat switch ups. It's like, but it's experimental and catchy as a as, as SM songs tend to be. Uh, it took me one or two listens to really get into it, but once I got into it, I really enjoy the song. Um, there are some songs where I hear it right away and I know I'm gonna love it. There's some songs where I have to let it grow on me. Uh, You're like hated it. <laughs> Hated yeah, it. <laughs> I, I would never say hated it from the start because you never know because it's that's actually a funny thing with a, especially a lot of k-pop listeners and reviewers you might especially like a youtube reviewer who didn't like a song when they reviewed it or heard it for the first time mm -hmm. but then on the next comeback of that artist they'll say you know what i was hating on that song but now it's in my playlist non-stop <laughs> sometimes the song yeah sometimes yeah. the song takes a while to grow on you mm -hmm. um but yeah so the song itself it's a fun listen. It all expands upon their lore too, because uh, they they're against this enemy called Black Mamba, which was the very first debut single title as well. Not to be confused with Kobe. Rest in peace. Yeah, not that you Black can Mamba. Never be against <laughs> Black Mamba. <laughs> but uh, you know, in this new song and video, they finally battle Black Mamba, and uh, but you all, as a fan, you have to watch that. Um, so. I think you know what people might want to know if they're listening, if they're K-pop uh, listeners, is who my biases in that group are, or mm -hmm. my bias. And it's hard for me right now to pick. I'm between two people, and that's uh, Karina and Giselle. So initially, I, I liked Winter, but I kept switching. Well, it's so funny because uh, we work with the Karina. Shout out to you. And <laughs> I work with the Giselle. Shout out to Giselle. <laughs> I'm like, so, is it the Karina and Giselle? I know. <laughs> I got to pick one over the other. But so at some point I'll solidify, you know, I don't have to, you could multi-bias people, but uh, most people have one that they like, uh, but there's no hard rule that you have to do that. Uh, but, you know, at some point, maybe I'll figure out. One of the cool things I remember about ESPA was that I was watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade last year, 2021, mm -hmm. and they popped up on there. And I You're was like, like I didn't real. I didn't see any social media that they were going to be there. I was like, Espa's on here, so I was so excited for them. And I found out that they're the first Korean girl group to be on the show ever, the parade. So Good that was for cool. them. Girl power. Yeah. And they're trying to. They're breaking into America, and um, so I hope they do well here in America. Uh, I know they're. They did a showcase in LA, which I missed out on, but hopefully they will. Well, they next come back. time. Next yeah. time. Well, they're going to send you a personal invitation. Boo. <laughs> Like bougie booze, we need you to come. <laughs> so then the other girl group that's come back that I love is Itzy, I-T-Z-Y. And they're from JYP Entertainment. And so they're a five-member girl group. And there's Yeji, Rujin, Leah, Cheryoung, and Yuna. And my bias in that keeps switching too. So I haven't locked anyone down yet either. Well, if your bias keeps switching, I, I mean, I guess it's, it's your personal bias, but then it's like, is it even genuine from the beginning if it keeps switching? Well, that's or the thing. There's some, there's some groups where from day one, I already know who it is and stays uh, locked for forever. Uh -huh. But there are some groups where they're so multi-talented and each comeback they shine differently where it's so hard to pick. But normally I only vacillate between one or two of them. Got so it. it's, like so it's just a matter, yeah. <laughs> well, and then, okay, so say, you know, your bias is one, are you part of like that person's bias army? Like do the, the single members have like armies themselves or is it just armies as a whole group? Does that make sense? Yeah, it's just, it's yeah. Uh, yeah, but no, you stand the whole group, uh -huh. but then within that you have your favorite member that okay. you like maybe support more on social media or talk about more mm -hmm. or the, the one you're willing to put posters up on your wall or look for their photo cards or whatever i remember i did that when i was young i had like b2k posters all my <laughs> so wall. who who is your b2k bias jay bug <laughs> <laughs> i love me some jay bug now it's just like man you know 
I like I really did that. <laughs> Everybody has to go through it though. You know? Well, your emotions and feelings are different at that age. Yeah. Know? Well, I really thought we were going to get married. <laughs> <laughs> Me and five million other teenage girls. <laughs> well, you never know if you you be that girl that he ran into somewhere. Not anymore. It's okay. God bless you. <laughs> But there, uh, Itzy's new song is called um, Sneakers. And it's a fun song, but it's a little different from their other songs. A lot of their other songs tend to encourage, well, actually this follows in line with their message in general, but they encourage, especially young women, to be themselves and embrace who you are and not care what other people think of you. Mm -hmm. And Sneakers is just a fun, groovy pop song. And it really is just talking about putting your sneakers on and just doing you. Um, and it's dividing fans because some people think it's too poppy and strays away from their, their original sound and others, uh, I do think it sounds like a shoe commercial, but <laughs> it is, but it's like, put my sneakers on, <laughs> but it's a fun song to me. Like, I really like it. Um, well, it's it, good for them that they're able to kind of like, I guess, go outside of the K-pop genre and experiment with different sounds, right? Well, and that's the thing that's unusual about K-pop is there's, K-pop is what people call Korean pop, but mm -hmm. within K-pop, an individual band plays with different styles. So they yeah. can sound R&B one moment and super pop the next. So it's difficult to pinpoint what a, a band's style is sometimes, but there are sometimes they have a sound all together to themselves. They just kind of play around with that sound. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting uh, listening to K-pop. But well, the final thing I'll say about Itzy is if you pay attention to their choreography for their main title tracks when they do come back each time, uh, if you look at the very end, they always end with a crown pose mm -hmm. uh, and their choreo. So if, for those of you who've never noticed, if you go back and watch all the Itzy main title track videos and their choreo, check out the end. You'll see they're, they're putting a crown on their heads. They queens. They are. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you know, from that kind of comeback, and uh, I understand that there's something else that you enjoy that came back. Well, yes, I was sharing with you. So there's this series on Netflix. It's called Working Moms, and I think I talked about it like maybe on our second or third episode. But I think you briefly mentioned it, but you didn't talk about it in detail. So a new season is on Netflix and I'm super excited. And for our listeners out, out there, so Working Moms is about four very different working mothers and they're like, they're, they're in their thirties and they're all friends and they try to balance their jobs, family lives and love lives in modern day Toronto, Canada. So it's a Canadian based uh, television show and it premiered on uh, January 10th, 2017. And it didn't come to Netflix until 2019. Well, the latest season, which I binged like in a whole weekend because the episodes are like 20 to 25 minutes. So they're really easy to watch mm -hmm. and you can just put it on while you're like folding clothes or, or doing something around the house. But it's an easy storyline because it jumps from different mother and it shows what's happening in their life. But for um, this conversation, I'm going to focus on Kate and Nathan. So that's two of um, the main characters on the show. And so in the latest season, Kate and Nathan, they learned that Nathan has a teenage son from a previous relationship. And Kate didn't know this? Kate didn't know. <laughs> well, and also the father didn't know either. So basically whoever he was with, they like broke up. And when they broke up, she realized she was pregnant, but they were already broken up. So she just never said anything. Well, 13 years later, she gets sick, she passes away, and she wants her son, Nathan Jr., to know about his father. So it's like, surprise. Oh, so Nate, Nathan didn't know either. Nate Nathan didn't, didn't know. know. Okay. No. So they, they get this surprise. So a family of, of four becomes a family of five because Nathan's long lost son is now in the picture. Well, uh, the son, he kind of makes it hard for Kate because obviously he's missing his mother, right? And Kate is like now his stepmother. So he's sending Kate through the ringer and he asks for Kate to make his favorite dish, which is moussaka. Have you ever heard of moussaka, boo? Yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
and when I was watching the show, I was like, what's Musaka? So I Googled it because, you know, inquiring minds, they want to know. And Musaka is a eggplant or potato-based dish, often including ground meat, which is common in the Balkans and the Middle East, which is, um, which has like many regional and, and local variations. And the best version is in Europe and the Americas is the Greek variant created in the 1920s by, and I'm sorry if I butchered your name, <laughs> Nikolaos, Nikolaos Salamendes. <laughs> Did you catch that, Boo? <laughs> is that Nikolaos or Nikolaos? Uh, N-I-K-O-L-A-O-S. Nikolaos? Nikolaos, yeah. Nikolaos? Nikol probably Nikolaos. I was struggling with that. But yeah, so I was like, okay, I got to try Moussaka one day. Or Nicolas. Sorry, I'm all stuck on that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was hung up on it too. But um, so the main ingredients in the dish, eggplants or tomatoes, and then minced meat, and then you have cheese in the dish as well. Yeah, well, I, that, I will say I've had Moussaka before, and that's what turns me off. It's not that I don't like eggplant, but mm -hmm. when the, the version that I had, I don't remember where and when, but... It was very eggplant forward and that's all I could taste. And mm -hmm. it might just have been the place that I got it from. Mm -hmm. So it's really, I've been uh, averse to moussaka since then, but maybe the version that you had is one I'd want to try. Well, it's different variations of it too. So, cause I guess you could put more potato than eggplant or more eggplant than potato, but on the show, right? So Kate, she's overworked, right? Because she's a professional, she's working, she's a working mom. But she's also trying to please her stepson who has requested her to make this moussaka. <laughs> well, she's over there. She's like slicing the tomatoes and slicing the onions and slicing the eggplant. She's on the phone with uh, her assistant. And then she grabs a dish out of the refrigerator, thinking that it's minced meat because moussaka has minced meat in it. Uh -huh. What she failed to realize, the dish that she grabbed had Nathan Jr.'s pet frog in it <laughs> that was hibernating she puts the dish in the microwave and she cooks the pet frog oh my gosh <laughs> all because she was trying to make moussaka his favorite dish well let that be a lesson to pay attention to what you're doing too <laughs> it's a lesson to pay attention but also it's a lesson to find that balance right it's the work-life balance that we all desperately need mm -hmm. and in that time I felt so bad for her because here she is trying to excel at work here she is trying to excel in her home life she's trying to shine for her stepson who's like comparing her to his mother who's no longer in the picture and so she just had all of these things to deal with and then now all of a sudden she kills his pet frog <laughs> all in the name of Musaka. So my key takeaway from, from that episode was, of course, you know, pay attention, work-life balance, but I got to try moussaka. <laughs> yeah, well, and well, at least you're not eating moufraga, so. <laughs> well, and then, so shortly after that, right, I did try moussaka, and I was going to recommend to you next time you're in the San Diego area to try out Meze Greek Fusion in the Gaslap District. Have you um, heard of this restaurant before? I have not, but they'll be in my area when I'm at Comic-Con. Yes, that's why I wanted to tell you about it. Thank you, boo. Mm-hmm. Um, and on their website, which is really cute, they have 15 reasons Greeks are better at life. And so <laughs> I'm just gonna read it real quick because I thought it, it was fun. Um, two words, fried cheese. Oh I yeah, I do love their fried cheese. I really do. Okay, is it good? Tell me because oh, I no, was thinking good. like mozzarella sticks. Oh no, it's like a, a they flame it up table side. It's on fire and it's oh, it melts in your mouth. It's delicious. So, so you know what's funny? I did see like a table side fire show or something like That's that. That's probably what you saw. Well, I was sitting outside and so it was like indoors where they did the fire thing and I was just like, "Oh, yeah. somebody somebody has something over there." Flaming Greek cheese. You need to have that next time. Well, I will add it to the list. <laughs> Number two, Starbucks has got nothing on the Greek frappe or frap. Is frap. it frap? Frap. <laughs> <laughs> well, is there, a, is there a little accent mark at the end with the E? No. Well, then let's just say it's frap. frap. <laughs> have you had a Greek frap? 
No, I can't recall. And I don't no, think so. Me neither. I'm like, okay, I got to try fried cheese and Greek crap. Three, we've turned eating lots and lots of oil into a healthy pastime. That's which, true. I use okay. olive oil all the time. Me too. I love it. Four, no one makes a better salad, so don't even try. I can't even hate on that one because I love me a good Greek salad with like I the do, pepper cheese and olives. There are, there are a lot of good salads out there though. <laughs> true. That, that is true. Uh, five, wine comes first, water second. I can't get down with that. No, one. I'm not down with that either. <laughs> I was like, I need water. Can you imagine if you just drink wine all the time? Oh, well, some people do. <laughs> That's called an alcoholic. <laughs> That's a different conversation. <laughs> feta is our national garnish. I love me some feta cheese. Me too, I do. Yeah. So I was like, okay, we've taken bar food to a whole new level. I can't personally say I've tried Greek bar food. I'm not sure what's so special about it have you had greek bar food before um i probably had a few dishes here and there but i don't know if i would agree with that because then you also have something like spanish tapas right and those are good and they're really good yeah 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 um we never let tentacles scare us i don't let tentacles scare me either i know i'll go eat a good octopus <laughs> or squid or char i was gonna say charred octopus yeah. i know you like well, charred octopus. i love charred octopus <laughs> No one's pastry is as buttery or as flaky as our filio or filo, excuse me, pastry. I do like filo pastry. Well, they, um, yeah, they do have some really good dishes that they make uh, in the Greek yeah. culture using that. We perfected the art of lingering over a meal. I haven't perfected that yet. Well, I, I think like Europeans in general perfected the art of lingering over her meal they take so long to eat we can attest to that because they take about two hours to bring out your foods <laughs> tzatziki is our ketchup which yeah it's, it's pretty true i like tzatziki sauce though yeah it's good it's a good sauce we know that food and drinks taste better surrounded by friends and family which i feel like that's in many cultures not just yeah. you know only to the Greek culture. Honey flows freer than wine in Italy. So I, I is Greece known for their honey? I, I, I that, that I'm familiar with, maybe like baklava, I don't know. <laughs> Our land is reserved for only important crops, olives and grapes, which I'm like, okay. Which is their good. oils and wines that they're talking about. <laughs> and then lastly, the yogurt. So Greek, oh, yogurt Greek yogurt is good because it's good. Yeah, I, I make smoothies a lot, and the base is Greek yogurt. And Greek yogurt goes good with honey and different fruits mixed in. So I thought that was cute. But yeah, so I did order moussaka at Meze. It was $25. And my date ordered the filet mignon Greek bob and it was $30. And really, the food was good. Food was good, the ambiance was good. Um, they do have patio seating. So we sat outside under the heating lap, which is very nice. The only reservation I had was there was a lot of people walking by because, you know, it's the gas lamp district. Mm -hmm. So people can kind of like be in your plate. <laughs> you're, you're like trying to cover your food. Like, no, don't breathe on it. <laughs> like what you got there, moussaka? <laughs> so yes, um, thank you to working moms for introducing moussaka to me. And I think my moussaka did not have any frogs in it. Oh, good. good. <laughs> and I'm looking at the meze menu and their moussaka has, let's see, traditional eggplant casserole, layers of eggplant, potato, seasoned ground sirloin, and finished with a bechamel cream sauce. So, Sounds good. You know, we love our bechamel sauce. We sure do. <laughs> I, I will say though, um, it came with the side of asparagus and it was good. It was flavored nicely. It was cooked well, but you know how asparagus can get stringy. Uh -huh. Well, I almost choked on asparagus. <laughs> I had to literally stick my fingers in my mouth and like pull a string of asparagus oh my out gosh. my throat. What turned, it was like a nice time. And then it just turned vastly scary because I thought I was going to die. You sure it wasn't some enemy doing voodoo on you? You know what? We're not in New Orleans. <laughs> no. 
So, but yeah, so for our listeners out there, if you have not had moussaka or don't know what moussaka is, I hope you learned something today. Maybe even give it a try. Yes. So what about you? Have you been eating anything interesting? Well, I wouldn't say interesting, but something I haven't had in a long time that I resurrected to try was uh, food from the Costco food court. Okay. Can't go wrong. (laughs) Can't go wrong with the good old Costco food court. You know how bougie that is. (laughs) I mean, look, if if you are pressed for time and it's convenient, right? No. Yeah. It's convenient and tasty and uh, best of all, really cheap. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what did you get? Well, since I hadn't been there in a while, I normally wouldn't do this, but I had a slice of pepperoni pizza and a hot dog. Oh, okay now. <laughs> which, you know, hot dog and a drink, they mm. come together. Wait, was and it the same price though? They Has inflation hit their food court menu? It has hit some items, mm-hmm. but the hot dog and a drink is still $1.50. Oh, okay. You can't beat that. Yeah. And the pizza slice is $1.99. Okay. So it looks like the whole pizza is still 10 bucks. Which is not bad at all because their pizza is giant. Yes. And even the one slice is almost like a half a pizza that you would get at like Papa John's or Little Caesars or something. Well, because you know what I do, that one slice, I just split it in two and make my brain think I'm having two slices of pizza. (laughs) It essentially (laughs) is two slices of pizza. Yeah. And it's at some locations that it would be considered three slices of pizza. (laughs) But my gripe with Costco food right now is not the quality or whatever the taste it's the fact that they took items away after the pandemic started mm. and they haven't come back. Like my favorite item, the combo pizza. Wait, they took that away? Yeah, it's been gone and they haven't brought it back. So they only have pepperoni and cheese? It's, yep, just pepperoni or cheese pizza. Oh no. And actually it's funny because I'm not alone. Uh, apparently there's a petition with over 8,000 signatures of people wanting the combination pizza back. Did you sign it? I did not sign it, but I should. <laughs> And then there are people threatening not to renew their memberships if they don't bring it back. <laughs> okay, I wouldn't take it that far because I still yeah. need that Costco cheese. That's, that's a little far, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, for those of you who are like, okay, you say combo, what is that? Combination pizza, you're probably familiar with that other pizza places, but it has all your veggies and your meats on it. So pepperoni, ground beef or something. And, olives. Uh, yeah, peppers, olives, bell peppers. Onions. So that stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and I really enjoy their combo pizza. But I'm very sad. When, I was sad when they took it away. I'm sad they haven't brought it back. Um, the other thing they took away from the menu that I used to always eat, it was a go-to for me, was the Polish dog. They don't have that so, either? No, that's been gone too. How long has it been since you been? Apparently a long time. <laughs> So the Polish dog is gone. Uh, it's just the beef hot dog with the drink. Um, you know, and then you knew you got the Polish dog because they just reversed the wrapper on because <laughs> on the hot dog versus the Polish dog. <laughs> Either you got the shiny wrapper or the or the white. Yeah, the white inside out portion of it. <laughs> Which I'm not mad at Costco. They're being resourceful. They are, but you know what? <laughs> This time around, when I got a hot dog, they don't even use those aluminum silver wrappers. They put it in like a brown paper bag. Oh, man. Is that like maybe the cost of the wrappers have increased? So they're like, nope, we're using. So like a brown paper bag, you would take your lunch in. No, not like that. Like uh, that you would put like a chapata bread in it or something. You know, one of those kind of Mm -hmm. more fancy brown paper bags. Oh, okay. I mean, hey, it serves its purpose, though. Yeah, because you're just going to pull the hot dog out and, and eat it. <laughs> so then my last gripe about the Costco food court, then I'll talk about the other stuff, is um, there's a drink that I used to love. It was the latte freeze. So basically mm-hmm. like a coffee slushy freezy drink. Mm-hmm. And that was my favorite, favorite thing there. And then they changed it to um, the cold brew mocha freeze. And so now they're forcing chocolate in you because the mocha is the chocolate part. Uh-huh. And I just like the latte freeze, or you could get a mocha freeze, you could choose, and they would put chocolate syrup in there, but I never got that. Now they're making you have cold brew chocolate freeze. And so when I had that, when they switched over, it was disgusting to me. So I haven't had any of that kind of drink for them ever since. And my latte freeze is just now gone, gone, gone with the wind. Oh. I'm so sorry. It's okay. So I lose my combo pizza, my Polish hot dog, and my latte freeze. They doing but you wrong, boo. They sure are. And the, <laughs> and the things that I don't like are still on the menu, but people rave about. Like, 
for example, I don't know if you like this or not, but have you had the chicken bake? I have not. I have not had the chicken bake not once in my life. So I'm the slice of pizza. I'm that type of <laughs> Costco food court person. I'm not a hot dog person. So I've never had the hot dog at Costco. Don't get the drink. I just go for the pizza only. Okay. Yeah. Well, and I can see why, because it's delicious. <laughs> but like the chicken bake, I never was interested in it. This is pre-pandemic too, but I would hear people talk about it. Oh, the chicken bake, it's so good. So I said, let me try this chicken bake. No, because- Well, does it have like Caesar dressing inside? It's like baked inside. It's like a hot breaded hot pocket. It's like, it's a big old hot pocket. Yeah, but basically it's all bread with a little bit of chicken in there. So I'm I'm eating all this carbs Mm. and I'm trying to eat through all this bread just to get a little bit of meat in there. So I was like, why are people raving about this thing? So it's chicken, cheese, and then you have this. Where am I getting Caesar dressing from? Does it have Caesar dressing? No, there's no Caesar dressing. Why? Why am Why am I thinking it's Caesar dressing? Maybe you're thinking of their like their Caesar salad. I don't know. Maybe they need to add a chicken baked Caesar <laughs> option. <laughs> so that would be kind of good though. Those of you out there listening, if you want to comment on our. Uh, Instagram, Bougie Booze Podcast, and let us know how you feel about the chicken bake. Uh, that'd be great. I'd like to hear how many people actually really enjoy that thing. I've never had it, so, but I've seen it. And it doesn't look appealing, though, either. Yeah. And another thing that I've never really, okay, I've tried because people said it was great. Uh-huh. I, I said I was done griping, but apparently not. So <laughs> Let it out, boo, let it out. Yeah, the, the churros, right? You got to roll the R, the churros. <laughs> I like that though. You wrote your R's good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but you know, so they were a dollar before. So you'd be like, a dollar churro? I'm going to try that. Right. So, but it was okay. I know it's not fair to compare this, but nowhere near Disneyland churro. Right. So nowhere near. And so, but it just was like a piece of bread with cinnamon on it. Oh. <laughs> At least to me. So the quality is not up to par. And to they, me, it increased, wasn't. they increased their prices too on that? Well, apparently it's come back bigger and better, quote, better than ever. And now it's a twisted churro. <laughs> and it went from a, it's apparently it's bigger too. So it went from a dollar to a dollar 49. Mm. So you pay a 49 cent much uh, more for this twisted churro. <laughs> so maybe next time I go to Costco, I will have to try a, <laughs> a churro. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I'll leave the rolling the R's up to you. I love you trying that, boo. I love you. But uh, so the other thing that I want to let people know, if you've been waiting to hear about things from Costco's menu, because I know a lot of you probably eat there, the smoothies have come back. Oh, okay. They were gone, but now they're back. And But I was never one of the smoothie people. So, uh, but for those of you who are interested in that. And then the Costco ice cream is gone. But they were, and the, because they used the Froyo, really. It was an ice cream. It was like a frozen yogurt. Uh But they replaced it with a, quote, high-end soft ice cream, which is not the same as the Froyo that they had. But I feel like that's like a bait and switch because how can soft ice cream be high-end? Because the term (laughs) soft is letting you know it's not real. Because I think they signed with some gelato company or something, which makes it (laughs) (laughs) high-end. They lying. I know. It's like they're trying to be bougie. We see right through you, Costco. So, <laughs> as affordable and varied as the Costco menu is, and there's some really delicious items, I have a lot to nitpick about their menu. <laughs> well, this is very helpful information, though, because obviously I didn't know that all these things were taken away. I just thought it was the same. No. Yeah, it, it changed. Most of it changed due to the pandemic and the shortage of ingredients and, you know, having to... The, uh, the prices of items going up so they had to adapt their menu yeah but now that the things kind of have gone back to normal they still haven't brought brought back certain items which is distressing to me and apparently eight thousand other people signing signatures keep that petition going <laughs> i mean hey let your voices be heard <laughs> well i hope that they eventually bring those items back as i mean especially if they see that their customers are asking it's like hey bring this stuff back. It's really good. Why, why change it if it was working? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, well, I'm sorry about that. Well, it looks like next time I go to Costco, I have to try the twisted twisted churro and I'm not doing the R thing. I'll do it for you. Churro. Thank you very much. (laughs) 
have to try that, but I also want to try the high-end soft serve ice cream. <laughs> well, you could dip your churro into it. There you go. So, but or, maybe, dip, uh, yeah. huh? or I was going to say dip the churro into the mocha freeze that you don't like and see oh, how that no, goes. Yeah, not for me. You could no? try that, boo. No. It would, it would be like a chocolate, chocolatey, cinnamon, cinnamony bread. Coffee bread. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you might like it. I don't know. It could be good. I don't know. So. But, you know, I, th- I, I think the positive is I could take a Costco pizza, go home, and rewatch Miss Marvel on Disney Plus. Well, there you go. Sounds like a perfect night to me. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, Miss Marvel is also a really quick watch, six episodes on Disney Plus about the comic book character Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. And I finished the series because last week was the finale. And um, it, for me, the series was really good. I enjoyed it quite a bit. It's uh, the, apparently the lowest rated Disney Plus show or Marvel show. Mm-hmm. But I think going in, there were going to be a lot of haters because there are people who are kind of racist against the fact that she's a Muslim character. Um, and then because it's centered around a 16-year-old character, uh, Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, I think some people thought it was going to be a teeny bopper show. So Marvel fans didn't, some people didn't tune in because of that. But it actually deals with a lot of adult-oriented topics. And you actually learn a good chunk of history non-american history in there yeah, well that's good um, yeah so i think a lot of people got their eyes open to the struggles that people had to deal with in india um back in 1947 through an event called the partition mm-hmm. have you ever heard of that boo i have not please educate yeah so and our listeners <laughs> i mean those of you watching Miss marvel we got a brief i mean obviously we got a, just a brief glimpse of what partition was like and mm-hmm. how it affects indian families and pakistani families uh, and even Bangladeshi families to this day. But, um, and I knew a little bit of partition when they talked about it in Miss Marvel because it's silly, but because of a Doctor Who episode I saw that also dealt with the facts of what partition was. And essentially what that is, is British, the British controlled India for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then when the British pulled out of India in 1947, um, they caused a rift between the Muslims and the non-Muslims in India. Okay. And so then basically the non-Muslims had to get out of India for their safety. And so they went to what is now called Pakistan. And, but they all had to be there by a certain point when Pakistan was gonna be declared a nation, right? So there was this mass refugee crisis exodus from India to Pakistan and about 10 to 20 million people were displaced due to that. And it's one of the biggest refugee crisis crises ever. And all due to the, you know, it's oversimplifying things, but it's either non-Muslim or Muslim. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so now Pakistan is where all the Muslims are and India is for the Hin- Hindus and so Ooh. forth. Okay. Right. So just to simplify things, it's of course there's a lot more complicated yeah. things going behind that. But you know, I don't want to make it a history class. <laughs> no, it's not a history class, but kind of similar maybe to the apartheid in, in South Africa. So it, it would be it was, like in that kind of issue, yeah, that vein. Yeah, like human but, rights issue and um, racism. Families got separated. Like so it's like, yeah, during that, you know, mass exodus. Families were torn apart. They lost each other. People went to Pakistan. People were stuck in India. And so Miss Marvel deals with that in the sense that her family and her uh, uh, grandparents and things like that, they talk about their experiences. And there's an episode where she flashes back in pa- into the past, and she's actually in the past during partition. So we as viewers get to learn more about how what that situation was like for the Indian Pakistani people or Muslims on Muslims. So and then was, through the lens of a 16-year-old. Which yeah, well, it's fascinating that you yeah, because you bring that up, but the episode where we mostly see that, she's not even in the story until the end. So we actually see the story of her great-grandparents meeting. Oh, okay. And it's actually very compelling. And you don't get any superhero stuff, but it's a really good story. And it almost and I watched Indian and Pakistani reviewers watching it saying that it almost felt like they were watching an actual Indian movie. Wow. So this would be good for like any teacher, like teacher or professor to show in their class to keep their class engaged, but to also learn the material 
Yeah, that's, that's a good way to were, introduce that. Yeah, specifically teaching. Well, that brings up the fundamental problem, though, is that American schools don't teach the history of other cultures. Of course they don't. So most mm. people watching this didn't know what the hell partition was. Well, case in point, right? You just <laughs> asked me and I said, no, I'm educated in the U.S. system. Like, we're lucky if we know what apartheid is. <laughs> You know what I, I mean? I, I so. do. Well, we've traveled. <laughs> no, but in terms of the school system, they don't yeah. necessarily really go into depth of what that is. Yeah. You know? They might say, here's Nelson Mandela. Okay. But he was locked <laughs> up. He was locked up in South Africa for a long time. For a long time. That's it. <laughs> turn, turn the page. The end. <laughs> Next chapter, please. Now we're going to do 10 chapters of the Civil War. It's like, oh, <laughs> white men with guns. <laughs> <laughs> but the amazing thing about this show is not just the superhero aspect and how they introduced her into the Marvel universe, but the family portion of it is so engaging and compelling and they're all fleshed out characters. And a lot of people will say they love the family dynamic. They can just watch a show about the family, her and her family and the, her parents. Um, you know, it's funny because there were so many things as an Asian that I could relate to this Pakistani family who are also East Asian mm -hmm. and like, like the parents, wanting her to do well in school and good grades and being obedient to the family. And I was just like, why am I feeling this tinge of all this familiarity <laughs> or like the mom's gazes and her judgment. And you're like, um, you're like of... is she talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so I, it, there, I really related on that aspect and all the characters, like I said, were really great. Her brother, and uh, he was getting married um, to this black woman who became a Muslim, and you know, just like the diversity in there was fantastic. So I think we also got to see what it's like for Muslims who go to the mosque and pray, mm -hmm. and what it's like in that environment in a more casual way, not what a movie might show us because they're terrorists or something like that. Yeah. It's like like kids fool around and try to take selfies while you know. Um, services are going on and wow. adults are trying to tell them stop doing that so you know it's just fun to see them as real people in that mm. sense uh, so I think the show does a good job of humanizing the Muslim community to mm -hmm. people who normally don't get to see them that way mm -hmm. but yeah so I think uh, it's a good watch for anyone who's just not just if you're not a superhero fan it's just a good family show yeah no it sounds like it no thank you for that because I had no idea I just thought it was going to be a superhero show but yeah from your description, it's like, no, it's more than that. It's history. Well, so. the thing, last thing I need to mention is a lot of the actors that they use in there are actually famous Pakistani actors. Which is good, so, right? Yeah. They didn't hire non-Pakistani people and put makeup on them. <laughs> well, <laughs> right? that or they hired like uh, an Indian person said they're Pakistani. You it's know? like, no, they're not. But if you look, because like I saw that people were excited about the guy who played the younger version of the great grandfather, Fawad Khan, who played Hassan in the show, but he's got a big, big following in, in Asia. Like he's got 1.5 million Instagram followers. And so then even the lady who played the great grandmother, um, Aisha is the character's name and her her real name is Mewish Hayat. She has 4.5 million Instagram followers. So wow. these are big actors that they got to play these small roles, but mm -hmm. I think it was a big thing for them to be in a Marvel production. production. Just, yeah, yeah. So have their name attached to that. That and IMDb <laughs> recognition <laughs> recognition for their culture too. Yeah. So it's fantastic. Good. Good now, them. Marvel, I'm going to call out to you and ask you to put out, because there's a, a uh, Marvel character named Luna Snow, mm -hmm. and her character is a South Korean uh, K-pop star. Luna Snow, not to be confused with Tina Snow. That's no. Megan the Stallion's <laughs> yeah, alter ego. Not Tina, not <laughs> Tina. Luna Snow, and she's a K-pop star superhero in the comic books. And so let's have a Luna Snow series, thank you. And then imagine all the K-pop crossovers that they could put in there, appearances. It would be amazing. It sounds like you need to be a writer on that production. I need, I need to start working on this. Put it out there. <laughs> put it out in the universe for the universe to come back in. So I hope people um, give you. You know, Miss Marvel a try and uh, help it not be the lowest rated Marvel series. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope it's not either. So, Well, I mean, it sounds like you need to give me your Disney Plus uh, credentials. I think we've talked about that before. We I know, but should we be saying that on the air? <laughs> you didn't hear that, listeners. Yeah, you didn't hear that. 
Well, before we get out of here, I do want to uh, wish my baby brother a happy birthday. When this comes out, his birthday will be a, right around that time. So I can't believe my baby brother is not a baby anymore. <laughs> so happy birthday, Nate. Happy birthday. <laughs> or happy birthday. Hey. <laughs> Big Nate. <laughs> but, you know, I feel the same when, uh, you know, my sister is now an adult woman, but I still see her as a little baby. Yes, always. <laughs> my baby brother, baby sister. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Well, anything else before we get out of here? No, Good. that's it. I mean, um, just maybe we can go give uh, some Costco items a second chance now. <laughs> well, no, I am really going to try the churro. <laughs> <laughs> churro. <laughs> Oh, I do want to send a special thanks to uh, my good friend, Emilio. He recently listened to some episodes and giving me some really good feedback. He was messaging me on Teams and he was like, oh, Taco Bell, chicken wings, vitamins. He was like, because he's listening to all of the episodes for episode one. So mm-hmm. he was saying he really liked the show. So thank you to all of our listeners. We thank are you. really feeling the support and the love and yeah, it's really encouraging us to do better for you. <laughs> yeah. So, well, until next time, booze, be bougie. And remember, you ain't got to be bougie if you stay bougie. <laughs> Bye. Bye.